We're recording, right, Mikey? <laughs> Did you see Barb's coat in the recording? Show him again, Barb. Okay, so I got this. When did we do Al's bar? <sighs> I have no idea. Probably a long time ago. A long time ago. We were at, in L.A. at yeah. Al's bar, and we went to the thrift store next door, and I bought this, and I've had it ever since. Okay, okay boring. Okay, okay French. <laughs> <laughs> All right, intro, please. How much did it cost? It was dirt cheap, because I bargain anyway. If it's not that cheap, then I bargain. is four. That is B. A, R, that is Barb. She, M, A, D, she made, made me. What he is today? S, S, T, A, R, stay, stay, S, T, A, T. S T A R T start the C H R E R O Tarotic All Star Band. All Star Band. You're responsible for that. Well, you know, I was trying to think, I was telling Rick as we were driving here and someone was doing a U-turn and just about plowed into Rick, that I was in your band and I couldn't for the life of me. It was a Chirotic All-Star Band. Chirotic All-Star Band? Yeah. What kind of band was it? Oh, oh yeah, my God. Oh, my God. Well, it's a, it's a um, very eclectic. It's an, um, a jam band, all jamming, improv. And um, the, there's no rehearsal. So Pete Frank gathers the musicians together for each gig. It's always different. Yeah, and sometimes he'll even he'll even like cherry pick musicians from the bands that opened before us. Mm -hmm. So we'll sit there and we'll watch, and then he'll say, "Would you ask the guitar player if he wants to be in my band? Would you ask the drummer?" And so by the time we come on, sometimes he has a, a band that's overflowing the stage and down onto the. Thing, and they're always amazing and then he usually has some naked dancing girls and he's usually naked mm -hmm. and these like amazing musicians they're always like really amazing it's, it's really so fun. fun didn't you but, do it no oh man but you know when we did chemo I that's the last time we did when frank met barb he was um just singing along with taped music so it was him singing along with like, yeah, so that was the Sonny and Cher and Joe that's, South and I'm not yeah. like everybody else I and am all woman. that stuff. I am woman. I am woman. He that's did. just one of his hits. Yeah, that's one of his hits. And you know, we played in um, was it wasn't Al's bar? It was the, the Anti Club in L.A. This is like the most hardcore play we played. Place we played where it was just Frank on stage. With, on a Saturday night with all these like really hardcore bands and when it was his set it was just him and his tape music for like 40, you know, 40 minutes mm -hmm. and um, but when we met Barb she suggested that he get rid of the tape and just because it, we started having musicians play, play along, along with the tapes when we did the when we did Alcatraz we had you and John Seabury yeah. so they would kind of play along thought, you know he didn't care stupid. if you knew the yeah. songs it was just that everybody played along and Frank yeah. would sing but Barb suggested that he get rid of the tape music. Like and the rest is his her story. Like <laughs> this, 
B, A, like this band. Which band? This band right here. N, E, never. Oh yeah. P, played. Well, well, we could change that. A, S, O, N, a song. The same way two twice. Oh, in the way that this band never plays the, the song the same way twice. That's the way Frank's yeah. band is. Mm. It's true. Yeah. You don't quite play it the no. same, no. exactly the same. But we do, you know. I try to, you know, a lot of the time. Barb is playing different stuff. Just I, yeah, I, time, I almost I think, never actually. play the same. A few forms, you know, a few yeah. things I get into stuff that I want to do, but mostly. I, I try I to be as consistent as possible to give them I'm, as much freedom as possible. Yeah, he's a, he's I, a rock. I yeah. am. Like, I am Q, U, O, T, quoting your website. Oh, yeah. That uh, is on our website. That's true. No. That is on our website. We don't play it exactly the same twice. And when I'm playing, I mean, the most important thing to me is, like, the feeling of it, you know? I'm sure that I'm really sloppy a lot of the time, but um, just trying to really get into it and concentrate and feel the music. H. E. K. Like. D. Y. Like Dylan. In the way that Dylan does it. Yeah, Dylan will get mad if you try to like request a song. That's right. the same way. Hey, can I say right now at the top that our drummer, Ed Garcia, had like another commitment um, d just a budding onto this gig. So he really, really, really wants to do this when, at a time when we can, the four of us can play here, if that's mm -hmm. okay yeah. with yeah. you guys. Because yeah. it sounds, we're, we're going to have fun and we enjoy it a lot. And it sounds different with the drums and we love playing with him. It's hard, yeah, we're really, we're really a rock and roll kind of band. Yeah, without a drummer it's hard to be. A rock and roll band, but we're at seventy-five percent strength here. Although this was the original lineup of the yeah, Golden Path, we, we originally loved it. Kenneth loved it. like had sort of given up on trying to find a drummer. You so have, but Ed's really interested. C H changed. The band has changed. Like your changed your N A name. Oh, true, true. Yeah, this is a different, different band, different band. So just you two. We we were all in Shroomy Shroomy. Yes. But you weren't at the show though. I was not. He wasn't there. He wasn't here. Whenever that was, seven years ago, six years ago. And I was much thinner. Really annoying. Really annoying. Not that fat yet, but I mean, you know, I was much thinner because I looked at myself in the brown pants. R. Playing the piano. Mm -hmm. I. Well, you got mirrors C. all over your piano. That's not Rick. No, it's here. Well, he, not Rick. <laughs> uh, I think I was actually really fat. Mm -hmm. when I was that that you know, I'm kind of like. Frank well, when I was a kid, really I was. Bigger. I think I was. 
Yeah, yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. You seem happier now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, just gotten over things. I'm in my 30s now, you know, so. Old man. Okay. You just kind of have to let some things go, I think. So, okay. What is your name now, as, as Frank? So we are the... Two, two, to, so what is your name today? We're the Golden Path Trio. That's what I, that's what I sent on the Facebook invite. The Golden Path. We're not really the Golden Path because Ed isn't here. Golden Path Trio. But we're going to play some Golden Path songs for what you. What is the G O? What is the Golden Path? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it has a few different meanings. I when. I was thinking of calling the band that. I think I was. I had in mind the Dune series of novels. It was this sort of weird sci-fi project, and I was recording all these songs kind of in my bedroom and fooling around with a bunch of like computer stuff, that kind of thing. So I was kind of writing songs that were more geared towards bedroom music, you know. And then these guys sort of joined up and. We became like a rock and roll band, so mm -hmm. the music totally changed, and you know, um, but then the name just kind of stuck, I guess. And we have, I think it seems kind of appropriate in a way, you know, seemed right. Yes. It's like, in the books, it's it's like this grandiose thing, you know, like the survival of humanity or something. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Well, that's what music is. And, yeah. And, oh, now, and now, mm. the golden path. The golden path. All right. One, two, three, four. You think you got me? You think you got me? You got nothing. You think you got me? You think you got me? You think you got me? You got nothing. 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 You got noth
That's not on a major record label, you know. Independence. 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 It's come to be associated with a name for types of alternative rock, I guess. Um, alternative to what? To major record label. I, I think it's it's like rock and roll, but it's it it doesn't necessarily follow the same basic forms of rock and roll. It's kind of more free, you know. You can have different different kinds of structures and stuff that you wouldn't see in like regular pop rock S. music. So M O most M U S music. So most music would be considered indie rock, I guess. Yes, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, most music that's played, but not most music that's heard. I would yeah. say there's a lot yeah. of music on the radio that's being made by a small number of bands that are being produced by a small number of labels. Yeah. There's this huge number of bands out there that are all making completely different music. Yeah. That's not if you go to the, yeah, if you go to the little clubs, if you go to little places or you go on the internet and do, you know, YouTube, whatever, not YouTube, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's just out there, you know, there's tons. Which is great. When we started Lover, when we started Lover, we had given up. This is like mm. 12 years ago or so. We had given up on the music because all we knew was what was on the radio. And mm -hmm. it was just terrible. We'd like take a trip to LA and there was like nothing to listen to. <laughs> but then when we started Lover, all of a sudden we started getting all this music in the mail the and it was all good. It was all good and we realized just what you said, there's loads of good music out there, it's just not what you hear on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Very tightly controlled. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, most of the music you listen to would probably be considered indie rock though. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. And this song sort of continues this discussion in a way, right? Yeah. yeah. It actually kind of does. <laughs> One, two, three, four. You gotta be beautiful to be shown. You gotta be edible to be known. Gotta have something to say that won't get in the way. You gotta be dutiful to be sold. Gotta be beautiful to be known. 
to the map and you'll see all the things you should be. You gotta bow down to the kings, kiss their sons and care hands. Gotta do what you say to be like them someday. I say, I say, do you think they could love me if I wanted my own song? They could love me if I thought of a song. Do you think they could love me if I brought my own song? Do you think they could love me if I started my own song? Do you think they could love me if I sang my own song? When I take the world in my ear, it's always music that I hear. I walk down to the bay at the breaking of day. I have to plug my nose, the brown water comes and goes. I look down on the ground, the things growing all around. Under the garbage and phlegm, if I could just be like them. You gotta be beautiful to play guitar, gotta be elbows go far. After all our review, we don't think we're right for you. But don't take it hard, son, you know you're not the only one. Please don't give us a call, there's only so many stars after all.
What were you saying? <laughs> All right. What was I saying? I don't know. I was babbling. All right. Okay. This is a really lovely, good, good-natured kind of song, isn't it? Swish is entirely wholesome. It's as good as the one we just played. Yeah. One, two, three, four.
From a narcissistic <laughs> band, narcissistic songwriter. He writes the songs, song, so do the math. But yeah. we, love the, we love the songs, eh? So do you know, well, you know not inspiration is hard D to find. A R K, not dark. No, light is a feather. <laughs> light is a feather. Yeah. Justin Bieber invited us to go yeah. on tour with him, but uh, we were busy. We had, yeah, we were busy. <laughs> he teaches physics at the university level at several universities, so he doesn't have a lot of time on his hands. Unlike us, slack. No, I, I should only talk about myself. <laughs> Never, I, I didn't think. How dare you call me a slack? I know. Barb. <laughs> How could I do that? Fact, we work to like in a video store and um, do a lot of gaming. <laughs> And uh, indulge in uh, substance abuse. How could I call you? Working five days a week these days. Yeah, I know. These days. He's doing. He's looking after his um, his newborn niece. That's hard. Five days. Yeah. Looking after professional his professional babysitter. Daycare provider. Babysitter. Can you imagine? I don't. I had to. Like I said, I had a nervous breakdown when I had my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay. We'll talk about more about the babysitting. <laughs> what are we? What's up next? I, I hate love. love.
Someone who R E A really hates love, love write that song. <laughs> you know, that's funny, but that is one of the few songs I've written that is actually about like a real experience that I had where I was sitting with somebody. And they were reading a comic book to me, basically. And in the comic book was a character saying, I hate love. So it's not me who's saying, I hate love. It's this other person by proxy of this comic book, actually. I never knew that. But no, I didn't the good thing we did this to Shauna's thing. Yeah. Yeah. Q, the question is, would someone, would someone who <laughs> hated doesn't love really, answer really the hated question. love Write no. that song. No. No. Nah. I I don't think of it as a love song, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I hate love. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I love but, that song because I hate love. But L 
Oh, oh, look at you and I are be rest my case. Yeah. You took it apart. <laughs> she said that you hate love. Is that why you said that to Barb? You said, well, I hate love. So he said, well, but look at you and I rest my face. <laughs> well. Speechless. Q-E-D. P-L. Play. Play fast. <laughs> okay, I can't see. All right. <laughs> I, I, I. We have three I songs in this yeah. set. One, two, three, four. I can't sleep tonight, my son is always sitting.
Scotch over playing here. By yeah. Playing with myself. Playing by myself. Oops. What's next? I'm alone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I. It was so hard to not do like mouth drums during that song, you know? I know. Oh, I know, because I want to go. Yeah. 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 There are certain songs that you really miss yeah. the drummer, and that's one of them for sure. One, two, three, four.
What's next? The whole thing right. Oh my gosh. Mm. We're going to play the whole thing right, right? Uh, that's the song, yeah. It took us a while to get it on. title. Always? No. Play <laughs> a song right. Now, if you always play a song D different, how, what Chord changes, is the right, the right way. way to play it? <laughs> you get the changes on the sheet. We all sound good together. That's yeah. yeah. That's good. I think that's there the key thing, you know? There we go. So I might be playing something that sounds great, but if it's a half step lower than what you're playing the whole way through... That's not right. Probably not. Well, in <coughs> circles, they might think. Or maybe it is so right, so wrong, that it goes back around to being go. right. Like, so bad it's good. Thank you. 
or wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you're tired of getting the whole thing right, that means you only need to get part of it right, right? Sure. Or wrong. Correct. Sorry, last half that discussion. We keep having I guess. keep having the same discussion with this song. Okay. What's next? I'm tired of having this discussion right now. So is this where we were gonna put the ritual? Yeah. Yeah.
time coming up. Yeah, yeah basically, who do you want to be? Playing God's vomit, right? It's very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This would be our raucous song. You know, on the website says that we're sometimes raucous. This would be oh, yeah. this would be one of our raucous. <laughs> Only songs. if he can't go to the place where God goes to party. Yeah. Then he'll just settle for being God sick. Exactly. God's vomit. Exactly. Okay. Uh 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 uh. Where God goes to party. I wanna be his hangover when he's had to. If I can be that much, be the sick that he leaves on the floor. I'll be on the floor. I'm not happy to just be any part of God I want to be the place he goes when he's had too much If I can't be that much then I'll be sick all the I'll be the hand on the floor I want to be God sick all the God's sick on the floor. 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 Sick. song.
golden path? I don't remember. Well, that's a, that's a set, right? That's yes, set. that's our set. Two. Where? Golden path mm. to where? Mm. Uh, El Dorado? Uh, mm. no. <laughs> I don't know. Wherever it is you want to get. Yes. I don't know, for me, you know, music is like a destination, you know? It's part of what keeps me sane is the fact that I listen to music and play music and Yeah. I mean knowing we were coming here was pretty much. The music itself is like a path to, you know, the kind of experience. That's vital, I guess, to me. I think we would all tend to agree. I mean, you know. As I mean, by, by focusing on the path instead of the destination, it's kind of that whole, you know, life is more about the journey than the destination. Have. Have you. F. O. Followed. That my C O N B E R S conversation with Bob Freeville? Have you followed no. that at all? No. He's a filmmaker um, that Frank met when he was interviewed for Katori Magazine, because the guy who interviewed him for Katori Magazine has produced some of this guy's movies, so they introduced. And, um, wow. <laughs> so, you want to, like, say what angle? Is it like similar, Frank? Similar angle? What are you saying? Go ahead. That. L. It. S. T. A. Started. Oh, how, well, how the conversation started. When. Mm -hmm. I. Said. A. Art. No, A. Mm -hmm. Artists should have a a day job that's how it started um, because the idea the, the idea was the guy who um, is doing the magazine said you know he's moving to LA and he's going to hustle to make a lot of money on ads so he doesn't have to have a soul-sucking nine-to-five job and so you know, Frank pointed out that it doesn't work that way and that he should just get a day job and do the magazine the way he wants to do it. And so that was the conversation he's gotten into with Bob. Um, the but Bob took it like over this way. Well, I mean, the whole Kenneth Anger thing is that so he started out with well, you know, there are people like Kenneth Anger who 
took money that the Ford Foundation was kind enough to give him a grant, and he took the money, and instead of doing the project they gave him the money for, he just did whatever he wanted to do. He didn't even bother giving them a finished product because it had nothing to do with what they wanted. So he fleeced them. He said, Kenneth Anger fleeced the Ford Foundation who was kind enough to give him money. And so Frank has been debating him ever since about like having him define his terms. Like, you know, he broke down the, the process of getting money from the Ford Foundation and saying that kindness has nothing to do with it. You know? Who said kindness? Bob. Other guy. Bob oh, said that's the kindness. That's not kind or kindness. The kindness has nothing no. to do with it. And then Frank is pointing out, and then he gets into a whole moral thing, that it's like oh. not moral to fleece, you know, Frank said fleece the Ford Foundation. It's not possible to fleece the Ford Foundation. Look at um, Ford, how many people they, I mean... So he's so he, so he said um, it's not possible to he said about the morality he said if I'm giving money to a gay satanist and then he acts in an immoral way why am I shocked like morality is nothing you know the the whole satanist thing would be you know be anti morality and be proud of it. Well, these guys don't know the whole NEA story. M. He was on. He. Remember the name? You. Used. It. For. His. A. Art. Anger. Anger did use it for his art. Right. But. Not. The project that he said he was getting the money for. And Frank pointed out that that's like, do you understand how the grant thing works? People do that all the time. Always. And we were just, at the same time, we were watching a movie by Yurderowski and we watched a, a commentary and he specifically said the exact same thing. They said, Are you going to make another movie? And he said, Oh, they said, So you're going to make a sequel to El Topo. Yeah. And he said, well, he said, it's going to have nothing to do with El Topo. He said, that's the only way I could get money. So I said, yeah, it's a sequel to El Topo, but it's nothing to do with El Topo. And, you know, Frank pointed out that this is like a very common thing to do. Yeah, well, yeah. We, then, I, T, O, told, him, Oh, how you, so Frank used an example of, from his own life, and he said that he got money from the Department of Rehab to go to school. He said, but he had no interest in going to school, but that was the only way he could get money from the Department of Rehab. So he signed up as a student to the um, University of New Mexico. He said, but then he quickly found this other film course he wanted to do. So he went to all his professors and said, I'd really rather do this film course. Would it be okay with you if I don't attend your classes and you just say I did so I can go ahead and take this film course? Did they say yes? Yeah, they all did it and that's what he did. And, and so he says this to Bob. He says, so how is this any different than what you're saying Kenneth Anger did? And he said, it's a completely different thing, completely different thing. 
And, you know, mm. basically he was saying, because Frank is a crib. Frank's a crib. I'm Frank's just going to say. Crib. You know, <laughs> yeah. fucking Frank. Yeah. So Frank yeah. said. So they had a pity party for him. <laughs> yeah. So Frank tries to break that down for him, but yeah. he just, he just he won't get it. Frank it. goes, if X equals, yeah, yeah, yeah. if Y equals, you know, he just really breaks it down, and he still doesn't get it. He still doesn't get it. Well, he's never going to get it. No. But what I was thinking of, just all this talk, tell them, really nutshell version of the NAA story. Mm -hmm. Jesse Helms. Well, Holmes. yeah, I mean, Frank only got an NAA one time. We, National Dominant. Yeah, and that was based on work that, you know, it was like we met this mm -hmm. artist and he said, Frank, if you apply for an NAA, you'll get it. You're a natural. You know? So we did it on, like, just on a lark mm -hmm. and got it. We got like $5,000 for a year, which for us was like a million dollars. A million dollars. It was in the day. But before I a applied, I checked to make sure. Right, it was like, right, the only reason Frank did it was because he didn't have to make any promises. All he had to do was document what he had done up to that time. And they gave it to him based on that. If he could use it for rent, he could do anything he wanted to do with the money. And that was the only circumstance under which he took the money. So and then that was that. And I mean, we actually ended up, you know, at the end of the grant year, we realized we were starting to get a little addicted to having money. It was like, oh, oh my God, the year's going up and we won't have, what will, you know. And all of a sudden I said, what? You know, and we, that was it. Like, it's that was the beginning and end of grants for us. <laughs> but and then what follows some years later is um, Frank got on this list of like five or six artists that were investigated by Senator Jesse Helms as an obscene artist. Mm. The... M O O M O money M O O It was right a Mooney's newspaper, the Washington something, um, from Washington DC. They had sent reporters to the Franklin Furnace, which was the only place in New York at the time that Frank had performed, and they have an archive. And so they asked if they could study the archive. He they the the guy who let them in, Harley, who is still our friend and who still feels guilty about it, I mean, that was just like their policy to let reporters in to look at the archive and um, had no idea that they were going to do this article about obscenity in art. And so basically they went through, they had all the scripts from Frank's performances and everybody else's. They found anybody who had anything to do with like eroticism or nudity and there were like five people. Karen family. <laughs> Um, Sherry Gawkey, and Annie wasn't in that oh. one, and Karen D, Finley. E, S, H, A, M, shamanism, right, mm -hmm. and they did this article, and what we found out was that was the whole basis of Jesse Helms's mm -hmm. investigation was this one article, mm -hmm. but, um, so that was like, and we really, we totally milked that because yeah. up until that point, none of the like alternative art spaces would book Frank. Yeah. And um, <laughs> even though you know they would book Frank if he was mm -hmm. if they were on a committee for like a festival someplace else, they would book him. Hmm. But then when Annie was the one that asked the guy from the kitchen, why did you 
vote Frank for this festival, but you won't book him in the kitchen. He said, well, I'm personally uncomfortable with the work Frank does, but I think it's important work. I just don't want to be around. And so, because, so that's like the headspace where we couldn't get booked. But once Jesse Helms investigated Frank, nobody wanted to be on the same side as Jesse Helms. So they all, and so Frank just, we just totally melted, we toured the country and stuff. What was the Ashkenaz story when I phoned David and said what a hypocrite he was? Well, that was, um, Frank had known David for from many Ashkenaz. years, like from when he first moved to Berkeley in 75. And, um, and then we um, talked to him about performing there with you and, um, yeah, and, um, and we were actually, Booked, right? Was that the deal? We got booked, yeah, and then they canceled, they canceled. <laughs> because their committee said they were they didn't like the F the UC feminists. Regents. It was the feminists. It was the UC Regents or something? Remember? Or well, no, like I, I think it was oh. the feminists. It was the women feminists. on the committee that Ooh. said they didn't like feminists. work. And David was going to cancel us. But when Barb, when Barb found out, she called David and pretty much threatened him, right? No, I said, you're a fucking hypocrite. Because he yeah. had already had, this is what it was. Wasn't he having a big fight with the UC Regents and they wanted to close him down? Right, right, and he right. was defending himself like the right of speech and this and that. Right. I said, you're closing Frank's show down because people are saying there's feminists, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. So he recanted. He recanted and put his back on the bill. Booked, booked the show back. Yeah. 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 D. S. So. When. What. Is. Your. D. A. Day like mm. you're asking Rick. No, you're asking Rick. So tell us what, what is your my day is like. Day is like mm. a typical day. Yes. Uh, well, as was mentioned earlier, I'm I'm doing like full-time daycare for my niece, who's mm. just about to turn six months old. So. I spend a lot of time hanging out with a little baby. Um, yeah. And? And uh, then I have band practice once a week. And um, I game, I drink. Mm. <laughs> yeah! I play music. We like to drink together. Mm. And etc. Yeah. Mm. And what is, what is your day? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, what is your day What's my day like? Um, well, I'm, as again was previously mentioned, I'm a community college professor of physics at uh, mm. Contra Costa and Skyline Colleges. Mm. So, depending on, it was a weekday, I'm getting up to drive out and go teach physics courses to various folks. What do you teach? Um, yeah, tell I, us about I that. I teach the, like, Basically, if you're going to go to like nursing or into healthcare, you need to take a two-semester physics sequence that's based mm. with you know an algebra level of mathematics, and I teach that sequence. So in the spring, I teach the first semester, or actually in the fall, I teach the first semester, and in the spring, I teach the second semester, and then we start over. So I take a crop of students through a full year, and by the time they've done, they're done. If they made it through my class, then they're qualified to go on to pretty much any pre-med. Mm. Degree. So I'm not teaching engineers or other physicists. 
I'm teaching people that don't necessarily like physics, but we start out with, you know, this is position, velocity, acceleration, and then by the time we're done, we're calculating the wavelength of a baseball. You know, it's wow. so we kind of do it all in one year, which is mm. quite a bit, but but they do good. They do a good job. They get intrigued. So. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm either hanging out at home with my wife and playing way too many video games and drinking entirely too much alcohol. <laughs> on the weekends, yeah. I'm playing music with these guys or doing something else. Yeah. And? B? Bar. A? Barb? Barb? No, is that it? Yeah, Barb. Well, Barb did, being... Oh. Did A... C? L A class C L A S S I classic S O N song A about her her day. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, that piece. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll be a nice time to, to do that. That's generally, you know, it takes me about a couple hours to, to make the coffee and the juice and the croissant, get right back into bed with it for a couple hours. And maybe that's a classic from like a while back. These yeah. days, I do the breakfast, long breakfast, but then I go to yoga or go swimming. And I don't take home a guy. The fuck is I do not. Unfortunately, yeah, I seem to remember there being like a seven to eight minute chunk of that song yeah. that was like all about that. Kind Very of thing. unfortunately, but uh, I still do the uh, you know the yoga, the yoga, the swimming, and the hiking, and then same thing as these guys. I'm not a gamer, but I I uh, I drink a lot and I cook and eat and hang out with friends, you know, have friends and play a lot of music. I'm in three different Balinese bands. I'm still in wig band with Johanna, the kind of cabaret thing, and uh, this is like my favorite band. It's fun playing rock. That's my most fun musically I think I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, you had to do the Balinese yeah, a lot. Yeah, and the drummer guy, we do a lot of Balinese stuff. Mm -hmm. And last summer I was in Bali playing some bamboo marimbas in a big band, and um, that, that's, that, bamboo <laughs> marimbas and this band are <coughs> as good as it gets for me. They're just, it's just grand, you know? I have no complaints. Mm -hmm. What would B O Bob think of of their of their days of their lives? <coughs> I don't know. They they are N. Not, N O, R, normal. Normal. A, <laughs> R, artists. They are normal artists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the, right. like, what I get from it is that you're enjoying yourselves, you're fulfilled, mm -hmm. and you're doing what you want. And that, that's, I don't think that any of that somehow he, he kind of understands mm -hmm. that possibility even. Mm. What? I don't know, how do you feel about your job, Adam? 
Do you like your job? I do, actually. Mm. I find it really satisfying. Mm. You know, it's... Because I know sometimes hard. you're, like, just super well, stressed Well, it's really stressful. And it's, and it's, you know, it's a lot of responsibility, too. You know, I mean, basically affecting the lives of how many hundred students per year. You know, I mean, they're supposed to know a certain amount of material when they pass through it, and, you know, that means that I'm responsible for educating these people. You know, I've hung out with other people that teach physics and they talked about how one of their greatest nightmares is to wake up on an operating table and see one of their students, you know, and I <laughs> need to make sure that, you know, if I'm going to hey. do that, that they pass my hey. class, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, That's that was my, that was us, no, that was my nightmare, my M, L, A, Last year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we spent. We mm -hmm. Frank almost died at um, Alta Bates. A, oh. It's almost a year ago now. Yeah. And it was yeah. And I figure so, if you don't understand basic physics, you probably shouldn't be cutting people open to try to fix them. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel too bad about grading strictly, but that does have a lot of responsibility that goes with it. You know, I'm saying this person knows basic physics well enough to go on to medical school, which, mm -hmm. you know, maybe doesn't carry as much weight as their biology classes were, but, but at the same time, to have these people come in and really not have any understanding at all about how the world works, and to be able to tell them, you know, sort of really teach them, like, these are the basic ground rules of how all reality functions, you know, it's, it, it really is, is very satisfying, you know, if you work with them as people, you get to watch them grow over the course of a year. But yeah, it's it's really intensive. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. You have to put a lot of yourself into anything like that. That's cool. I could never do a job uh, that I hated. You Bob, know? <laughs> Bob needs P H physics. <laughs> right, he doesn't. His head doesn't seem to work in a predictable like he's in a way. <laughs> We, he, J, U, just, C, O, C, L, O, closed, the, D, door, yeah, to the conversation, right, boot, right, yeah. He, he pretty much just changed, he said, yeah, let's change the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, about yeah, it anymore. yeah. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of people, in, you know, friends and family, where you hit a certain level of conversation, and it's like, okay, I, we, we just have to decide we're going to disagree on this <laughs> and move on. Politics, you know. religion. Yeah, yeah, you're, you know, it's like, what are the, in polite company, you're not supposed to talk about politics, religion, sex, or money. And three out of the four of those are my dad's favorite three topics of conversation. So you have to be very careful when you're around certain people. Just be like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on to something else. Well, that, that's why you hang out mostly. Yes. I mean, your comfort levels, you hang out with people who really mostly have the same kind of viewpoints as you do. Not exactly aping you, but on the other yeah. hand, but similar. About that. You want your comfort no. level. I don't want yeah. to argue about shit on this. this. No. Oh, comfort level. Is that what you're saying? Frank does a series at UC Berkeley called The Uncomfortable Zones of Fun. I'm not UC Berkeley, Temescal. The Uncomfortable Zones of Fun. 
<laughs> speaking of comfort levels, but it used to be called, when we started it a few years ago, it was called Reality Playings. And um, it's like an improv thing. He creates three hours once a month. He creates it based on who shows up. So he has no plan, no anything. We have a lot of instruments laying around. We have costumes. And sometimes we have musicians, and sometimes the audience plays the music. But what happened was during the first year, when he would be talking to people, it would kept coming up, people saying, well, that's outside my comfort zone. Mm. And Frank thought, you know, i got to let people know that this situation yeah, is definitely going to be outside yeah. the comfort zone. He said, I'm going to change the name to the uncomfortable zone yeah. of fun. Uh -huh. So now we don't get that so much. Cause people, or if they do, Frank says, look at the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were warned. Yeah. Well, I will, none of us would, we wouldn't perform, we wouldn't perform live time after time if we wanted to just stay in our comfort zone all the comfort zone all the time. You have to, okay. I think you have to exactly. get, a, get a little edge going. Yeah, mm -hmm. Frank said exactly. When you're when I'm totally yeah. one beat behind you for about ten measures of the freaking song. Well, and you don't learn anything if you only talk to people that always agree with you either. You, know, you need to have some sort of dialogue just to see the other side. Well, that's you not know, even if you don't agree with them, you at least need to understand where they're coming from. Only truly insane people have no logic to back up their argument. Or total mm. drugs. Insane or drugs. Temporarily insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like Bob. Well, Bob would definitely fall into that category. He doesn't really, he doesn't, he's not able to back anything up with any, any logic or anything. But he hangs out with sense. you guys. So the, then well, the one thing I give him is you that, have to give him he, that. Keeps, he, he keeps, he keeps talking to Frank. He keeps and coming. a lot of people run. Mm -hmm. at, That's right. At this, as soon as it gets uncomfortable. That's right. Because Frank will hang in forever. He'll never mm -hmm. stop. He'll Frank never stop. Very he very doesn't good. get uncomfortable. He thrives on very it. Tenacious. So he'll just keep going and going and going. And once somebody kind of goes to a certain level, you know, it kind of gets the edge, kind of goes off it a little bit, and you can talk more about mm -hmm. what's really going on. I mean, that's what Frank's in his element when... Uh, you know, when someone isn't in their comfort zone, that's right. like, hello, right. <laughs> So did you want to ask us anything, or are we just going to keep talking about you, Frank? <laughs> Where? Do. Why? How? Do. No. What? How? Did. You. M. Meet. How did you meet each other? Well, the first time I met Rick, um, I had this boyfriend in New York, this cross-dressing, remember the cross-dressing crazy boyfriend, David Kremen? Yes. And his son Cornelius, David Kremen phoned me and said, my son Cornelius is going to University of California to Cal, feed him. So I fed him and we became close friends and he invited me over to his house. And Rick was his roommate, mm -hmm. and Dan Lewis. And um, the first thing I ever saw Rick was he was like sitting on the sofa, and then he vomited on the floor in the living room because <laughs> he, so, he was so drunk. Those were the days. That was my introduction <laughs> to Rick Phillips. And we've become very dear friends ever since. Not always vomiting. No. On the floor. And that was how many years ago was that? 19. 95 or so. Five, 94, six, 94, 95. Mm -hmm. 
When you were at Chazor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On 1740, uh, 1750 MLK. They all lived there. How'd you? I mean, we oh. went to school. I, we had a class together at Cal. We were both students there. Uh, it was Milton. Yeah. Class on mm -hmm. Milton. Mm-hmm. Whole class on Milton. Yep. And then you and discovered then... you were big gamers? Yeah, we were both gamers. Yeah, we, we took the final exam and we were walking across the quad and I asked him what he was doing and he said he was going to go back to actually Cornelius's house. That was the one on Telegraph and Alcatraz. Oh yeah, um, of course. And uh, of was going to go back to play some Warhammer 40k. And I played that in high school, mm -hmm. but I didn't know anybody that played when I moved up mm -hmm. um, to go to school. So I was like, really? You played, you know? And so basically followed him back after the exam to go play board games and we've been friends ever since really. Mm -hmm. I got kind of enveloped by that whole social group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. We had I don't know so how we got into time. music together though because I, I guess well, that would have been like 97, You'd been playing bass with Bailey with uh, with the original iteration yeah. of Shroom. Mm -hmm. And then Bailey moved away or something mm -hmm. like that and so you were looking for a bass player because you'd just been trying to build up the band and it started with just you and the bass player and then you got a drummer and yeah. got another guitarist and then right when you had the full band together the bassist left and I played bass in high school but I'd sold all my equipment when I was like a freshman in college because priorities were all messed up um, and so I just borrowed your equipment and uh, was playing for a while and then just before your instrument finally died um, yeah. I got a new one. So yeah, we met in school, we met through Cornelius, we all figured out that we were musicians. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. How? How did you figure out you were all musicians? Um, I, was, I was playing music. I, you were always doing Balinese stuff and, and like... I'm waking I just, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I Singing my own songs, stuff. remember when mm -hmm. you first met me, I did a lot more solo stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I started writing songs maybe in like 97, 98. You had a pretty full body of work already by the time we met in what, 2001 oh, yeah. probably? I think it was like 90, 98, 99 I was like writing stuff and playing with Bailey and me and him and his brother Jason were going to be like a three-piece band. You know, we, we spent months practicing and writing songs and stuff and then Bailey just kind of decided he didn't want to do it, so then I started asking around, and Barb was interested in playing with me, and you were too, so. Yeah, now we have a CD, which, uh, you know, we thought we gave it to you, but the we just have another one. You should get it. F. I. The first time we met Barb, our favorite famous story, she oh, yeah. was... It was a wake band performance. She was S T R stripping right yeah. next to Frank. <laughs> we went to a show thinking it was somebody else, and it turned out to be the wake band that we did. I thought it was Johanna oh. Wendt. Yes. It was Johanna Pothick, my, yeah. my partner. So we went to the show, and then it's the wake band, so we didn't know, but the piano was in the, in the audience area right next to where Frank was. And so Barb came off the stage, like right next to Frank, she's like taking her clothes off, so he knew we had to stay afterward and it was <laughs> to her. 
And that was it. Yeah. And then from that, uh, right after that, you were on my radio show. Like he's, he's one of my most frequent guests. And when he's on when when he's on the show, the board just lights up for three hours. It was four hours at the time. And the calls don't do not stop for four hours. It was good, great, great beard fortuitous meeting. But that's a, a, Johanna and I were doing a thing at Club Nine, which is that right at the corner of uh, Folsom and Ninth, which is now God knows what. It's been so many incarnations. The end up, the stud, the lineup. And it was a pretty hardcore place at the time. Not you know the the swimming pool. I have a big huge swimming pool picture. Oh yeah, that was like just the feet a in the pool. Yeah, that was a backdrop for along a lap pool. Let's dive in the portal. For our lap pool song. So you know that um, this band plays a few here and there, plays a few um, wig band songs now. It's so great how being able to have a band. And we're Johanna and I are doing a book, like a song book, and there's going to be a disc with it. So we're going to we're going to be recording at least four songs that we've never recorded before. Would, would you? Like a cocktail? Do. Just <laughs> a, W, I, a wig, Ben song, mm. now? Um, I don't really know way. I could do, I mean, I could just do bar lines. Bar? Mm. Well, I could, you know, it's just A, A. Same thing the whole time. <laughs> I could just write out the um, boner voice, I suppose. Um, yeah, that sounds great. So I just want to I'll figure it out. It's just like the same thing the whole time. No. Oh. I'll probably just play it all the Decide to do what I hear 
He's a rear entry man, oh dear, like so many of the local boys. They come to paradise with those backdoor joys. But this is joint that simply won't go down but bliss with joy talking about the big boner boy oh boner boy his dick is quick reach so high most to the sky it almost lie upon his chest it's the very best gun in the refused to sing that song. When I was in the band called Spam, <laughs> Phil Stone said, I'm a Catholic and anything about the Pope. Because I said the Pope was a boner boy and la 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 la. He didn't want to do that song. What a How could he do suggest such a thing? Yeah. He should have H E A Heard Jay John John the Baker's song Fist Fuck the Pope. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> fist fuck, fist fuck the Pope. Over and over again. <laughs> John the Baker. Really <laughs> yeah. A S as no A S S S A S S. No. S. So. <laughs> what will, would, what would you, T, E, tell Bob and Jake about, um, about life? how. How to M A make a a living? No, how to make a L O I life in art. What would you tell them how to make a life in art? Do it. Not have any interest in it. I mean, the essential thing is enjoying to do it, not doing it for other reasons, you know. Don't expect to necessarily make a living from it, although it might happen, but don't expect that. Just what Rick is saying, do it. You just have to do it. And you don't, there's no thought about whether it's good or bad, actually, because you just do it. It's an expression. There, it isn't good or bad. I mean, you just have to do it. 
everything I've ever met from an artist, it's not a choice, it's a need. Yeah. You just have to create yes. some form of artistic yes. expression exactly. and you can't really help it. Yeah. So if right. you're out there trying to, you know, I'm going to do this as a career, you're going about it all wrong. Right. Right? Yeah. You're trying to you express it out of you. don't have any real need, like you said. You yeah. Know. L. I want to be a rock star. I want to go make it. It is a addiction. Yeah. It is. And you go through withdrawals if you don't do it. That's why I'm back here. Ultimately, you know, I mean, I don't have very many other artistic outlets except for this. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I practice with these guys and play music with these guys is because, you know, calling you a guy today, Barb, sorry. But, uh, but you just, you know, it's not that I want to even, I have to. It's just I'll go nuts if I don't have some way of expressing my artistic side. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm addicted but, yeah. to the golden path, so I, like, I go crazy if we, if I don't play or if we don't do, there, you know, like I said, there's, that, if I had to make a choice and pare down, I, this would not be one of the things I pare down. And? We like the people, too. You? That really makes it have to be a willing, you have to be willing to pay to do the art. Carry oh, yes. Carry heavy stuff. And carry yeah. heavy stuff. Be prepared to lose money and uh, get a good workout. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Trudge upstairs with your amp. Because you things know. are just become about 100% more expensive than they should be just by virtue of the fact that it's music related, you know? That's the way it seems to me. Oh, and it's the same thing for any other form of art. You know, you yeah. can go buy a pencil that's super cheap, but if it's an artist's pencil, oh no, now it's like $20, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it just, yeah, anything that's artistic, because... It costs money, yes. Well, and because people, again, feel this compulsion to create art, so they know people will do it anyway. They can charge whatever, and <laughs> folks will still go for it. Mm -hmm. Of, I, I am... L O S E L at low T E low tech for that very reason. Right? <laughs> out of being low tech, like our special effects for years have been um, slides from our 30 years of performance on naked bodies with a strobe light going. And it's and like, they're great. it's amazing, they're great. it's beautiful, it never gets old, yeah. and um, it doesn't cost us anything. This is a $99 Yamaha. Right, there are ways. That's what we found out when we did the grant thing, we had to like, no, 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 let's come back down to what we can do with a little money. I, oh, uh, I think for me, anyway, production value is not really that important when it comes to art. It's really far more important is the inspiration of the piece, you know, like trying to do something and do it clearly, you know. You don't need, you don't need million dollar equipment to make good art. You just need to know what it is that you're after, I you need guess. good idea. I mean, yeah. it's the ideas really. The execution of, you know what I mean, you don't need. 
I G O I got S shit O for the camera thing. When Frank went to the Art Institute, another example of going to do something for, he went to the Art Institute for a second master's to meet other artists because his group had just broken up and he had been working with the same group for like five years and they broke up and he thought, well, let's go to an art school and meet people. So we went to the Art Institute and um, nobody would talk to us. What like, year was that? In the early 80s. Okay. Nobody, we didn't know what we had been doing was called performance art. Right. We just knew it was just what we were doing. But we had, the department we went to was video slash performance art. So that's how we found out about performance art and that we had been doing performance art for all those years. <laughs> but nobody would talk to us. Like I would read Frank's board and even the teacher would ignore us because they were very uncomfortable around Frank. We had been doing the show that was popular and they looked down on that. And also the other thing was like Frank would have an idea and would just do it and not worry about if it's like going to work or not work and nobody would do anything because they were afraid it wasn't going to work and they just drink beer and angst. So there were a lot of reasons for that but one of the things that happened was that you got equipment as part of being a student but it was that big like half inch tape stuff so it's Frank and I yeah, so like yeah. I'm pushing the chair oh, I'm lugging this equipment yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just a pain no. and it was right around the time that um, home video came into being six oh the cost of the tape the tapes were like for a 20 minute tape it was like $25 and we couldn't afford the tapes we couldn't deal with the equipment yeah. and home video was just coming into everything's being. changed even the computer mm -hmm. so we used the money that Frank got for school to buy a little camera and a TV and we started making our stuff on that and you're never going to be able to use your, anything you make on that equipment because it's not quality, oh, it's yeah, not yeah, professional. Yeah. And you know, right, right, right. So we just did it and then years later one of the fellow students, one of the loudest mouth and griping fellow students was then a curator at the kitchen and he paid Frank money to show one of the videos that Great. we made while at the school. Who is it? That we, you would never be able to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he admitted it. That's great. Well, did he admit did it? Did he ever admit still... it, Frank? Did he remember? <coughs> did Dale ever admit that? I don't think he did. Who is it, Dale? Dale Hoy. Dale Hoy? Yeah. He Dale just, Hoy? Yeah. That little twerp? Yeah. Mm. He just paid us again. To, um, <laughs> to play another video. Hi, Dale! Say hi. I haven't seen him the, in the same The same video that he had paid us to play at the kitchen, he just paid us again to play in a retrospective from uh, some highfalutin event cool. of the Art Institute. Why doesn't he get old wig band things? Okay, so I have to ask him. Yeah, really. <laughs> A. Like trashy girls. C, C, T. Actually, he did not pay. Why? Well, yeah, we're still waiting for the check for that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like to do it. I mean, I've loved money, but I like to do it. Absolutely. Mm.
With music, there's no, there's no limit to the amount of money you could spend making a record, you know? If you want everything just like top of the line, you know, all of the industry standard, everything, you know, could be outrageously expensive. And so much emphasis in music is on that angle of production and not on like, songwriting, you know? Which is far more important. And N O now the you can M make a record. And now you can make a record. Oh, practically at home. Oh uh, yeah, you absolutely right. can. You know, so you don't need all that anyway. Mm -hmm. I know it's that that aspect of life is so much better. And I was just saying before, like the, the computer, mm -hmm. like the whole internet, all that is, oh, yeah, just a relief. You know, my B O my book. Right, the book. Um, we were able to do that because you can make it per copy at Lulu.com. Otherwise, we would have had to, we would have never been able to do it because you would have to like spend thousands of dollars to get like a hundred or two hundred books. You're able to buy like thirty books at a time, and they were still the same price as we would have paid if you had to buy two hundred or three hundred. Because you wait for a sale and you get, you know, you just like do it so it's per copy. It really was about the same. But we could have never done it without that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can make excellent sounding records mm -hmm. with a home recording studio that's not very expensive, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. A record company might might demand certain things, though, you know, mm -hmm. that might not be good enough for Capitol mm -hmm. Records or something. Because there are, like, mm -hmm. your record must have this much production on it, you know, for us to mm -hmm. consider you. And there's, there's a whole loudness war mm -hmm. thing going on, too, or... The big studios like to make their records really, really loud, just so they'll sort of stick with you more when you hear them on the radio, you know? Um, so, I mean, if your music isn't up to that standard of loudness, like, they won't play you on the radio, basically. <laughs> but for people like us, who just, like, love to make music and stuff, it's fantastic, you know? I, you can spend a few hundred dollars and get a, basically a professional quality uh, yeah. recording studio. That's a manageable amount of money. I and you can get it mm. out to people through the internet also. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> Traditional distribution models are so outdated. Just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Not relevant. Yeah. Which is great for you know any you know, publishing, recording, visual art. Mm -hmm. I, but, you know there might not be any such thing as bookstores or record stores ten years from now. You know. It's possible. Well, I mean, Frank's book before when we would do just like our Xerox things and we did a scene, we would try yeah. to get them in the bookstores and we were able to. But again, it was like, you know, they'd want 10 mm -hmm. copies and you'd probably never get them back and they wouldn't sell them. And 
you know, we just said forget about that. We just like are doing it all on our own, not even bothering with the bookstores even. Mm -hmm. Doing it online and with people that we meet. I just F D O D I S discovered Oh, Vimeo. It's What's like that? a place for video, Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, it's because we thought that they didn't take nudity, because we actually discovered it a bunch of, like when it first started, but it said they didn't do nudity, and then somebody sent Frank a link the other day for this, like, nude, nude video, and it was this whole website that listed all these various channels on Vimeo that had nude, that thing oh, was good. nude, and it turns out that Good. Mikey read the thing, and now they've changed it to nudity is okay in certain contexts. And so, of course, we've started uploading. So it's sort of like YouTube, but well, they'll allow Well, YouTube would take everything. Everything we YouTube put that up there, they took down. Almost everything. Well, they, yeah. took it down. they don't. You can't yeah. have nudity on YouTube. No. Yeah. Someone made a little short about me, a little interview. Just look up my name, Bar either Barb Golden or Barb Golden, on v it's on Vimeo. Uh -huh. And it's a nice little, it's a nice little interview. Mm -hmm. I did it in August or something. But I, you need a, my computer so awful that I, I wasn't able to get it very clearly. So it uh -huh. took me months. I think I was in Bali on someone's great computer in Bali, yeah. looking at uh, the Vimeo thing because yeah. I couldn't get it at home. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm upgrading. You know, we're playing at Chemo's on the summer solstice, because mm -hmm. I thought we played at Chemo's before, but then before that I played with the Toronto Ball Stars at Chemo's. We used to be the um, holiday band at Chemo's, so we played like St. Patrick's Day, Father's Day, all the holidays. We're we doing were June 21st. June 21st solstice. at Chemo's, yeah. The holidays, so I remember the holidays. Mm -hmm. We played there a lot during a, like a couple year period. It's a good spot. Yeah. Space. Is it still good? good yeah, yeah, I love it. I, yeah, it was really, really fun. Our, our gig there was really fun. We had a good time. S T A I, the stairs, that was a brutal. Yeah, my, uh, my brother in law works on a, a webcomic, and his writer um, is also in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, getting him up and down the stairs was not too easy. We had a lot of help, fortunately. Right, that's what we would do. We'd get like, you know, just go up in the club and get four people that look yep. like they could lift. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> Sander is one of those guys that can lift. Yeah. So yeah. he's definitely able to help us out with that. Mm -hmm. The R, the T, E, no, the, um, was it T, W, I, S twist? Yeah. Yeah, in the stairs. Yeah. That was right. that's it's not even that's a straight rough. shot yeah. comes of a part. Yeah. Do yeah. that turn. Yeah. That's like right. Amsterdam or something. Yes. Is that it? Is that a wrap? A wrap? I think that was a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was really fun. And your website is? It's tgpmusic.com. tgpmusic.com.
the Golden Path. And we're playing June 21st at Chemo's yeah. in San Francisco. And we're playing... And somewhere on June 23rd Likely also. June 23rd is a very big birthday for me. And we're probably playing at the Ivy Room. And if we're not, just keep posted because uh, yeah. it'll be on. Oh, yeah. that's... Okay. Yeah. But we're playing June 23rd somewhere. And uh, Bill Tebow's doing some live video feed. And uh, Wobbly's doing some DJing and MCing and stuff like that. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll bring cheat lava and I'm gonna bring a lot of Cheetos and barbecue chips. Okay. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Uh, and N E next S A Saturday. Next Saturday, Frank's uncomfortable zooms at front. Oh. Saturday, May twenty eighth at the Tennis Hall Arts. Can I have one of those? Yes. B. Bring your I. Bring your instrument. If you ever come, bring your guitar. Then you'll be playing. Hmm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. So. Oh, wait. <laughs> Okay. So that's a wrap. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah.